Traffic Coordinator for Fiji Women's Crisis Centre says women are feeling more confident to report abuse. The Crisis Centre's figures show there were 994 sexual or domestic abuse reports in 2021, going up to 1,751 in 2022. The data, which comes directly from the Crisis Centre's offices in Fiji, includes emotional and physical abuse, rape, domestic violence and sexual harassment. Shamima Ali says since the crisis centre opened in 1984, there's been an increase in abuse being reported each year. She speaks with RNZ Pacific's Caleb Fotheringham. We already have high rates of violence against women and girls and children. And within that, I would say from the crisis centre's point of view, that there might be some increase in incidents, but definitely uh, we would attribute it to higher rates of reporting. People are feeling a lot more confident to report. There are many more service providers and police have somewhat improved their responses. Why do you think people are feeling more comfortable to report these instances? We do have uh, laws that are more conducive to women reporting the Crimes Act and the domestic violence legislation. Protection orders and so on have become less harder to come by. Uh, one can obtain it from various, from the police. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, a bit easier to obtain the protection orders and so on. That, and uh, there's a lot more awareness uh, from groups like ours. Of course, we lead this work in Fiji. And there are faith-based organizations also, like the Anglican Church is doing a lot of community awareness and work within their congregations and other churches also. The police are doing a lot of community policing within the community policing. They are doing a lot of awareness. So people are getting to know about the law. They're getting to know about the issues. They're getting to know that it's not acceptable. uh, And there are places that they can go to. We still, of course, have a very low reporting from the maritime areas from the Eastern Division. The National Survey of 2011 has indicated that the highest rates are around those areas, the remote areas uh, where there are not so many services. Do you think the majority of this data is from just people reporting it? So it's not necessarily from these instances actually increasing in number? There could be, but because we haven't done any comparative studies and so on, so we can't say whether it is increased. The second study is due very soon, 10 years later. But we would attribute it to higher rates of reporting plus some increase in incidents. Definitely uh, rape, you know, the, the issue of rape, uh, we are seeing new trends there, younger and younger perpetrators, teenage and 11-year-olds and so on. So that is a new trend that we are witnessing right now and the, and the rape of uh, younger children by younger children. So there could be an increase there. What more needs to be done in terms of more of this being reported and also just stopping this type of behaviour from taking place? Caleb, I just want to add also, though the numbers may seem high, this is just the tip of the iceberg that we are seeing. Violence against women and girls are the most underreported of crimes, you know, anywhere. We believe that we're just seeing about, you know, less than 10% of domestic violence cases. And whereas rape is concerned, we're estimating less than 5%. So a lot of work needs to be done. We have to, you know, be all on the same page. We have to recognize that there is one cause, and that is patriarchy, patriarchal systems, that, you know, gives rise to male privileges, inequalities, and so on. And we have to start addressing that. Many people have come on board, but others still 
look at it as a welfare issue. We still have a lot of uh, blaming the victim syndrome going on. It must be her fault. She must have done something to anger him. That it's, you know, a man's right to do that. So that, that all those is still there, uh, you know, religion and culture being used to excuse men's bad behavior, terrible behavior towards women, girls, and children. We all have to work through all of that. And that is why it's so important for faith-based organizations to come on board and actually really start looking at the perpetrators and why men do these things. We have to really sit down and come to the table about this. And a lot more awareness. There has to be a lot of improvement in how police respond to cases of violence against women, especially domestic violence and rape. So, you know, a whole lot of work to be done, but uh, the National Action Plan for the Prevention of All Forms of Violence Against Women, only the second in the world, I'm told, Australia being the first, uh, that we've spent five years on. And the first time with the last government, whereby civil society and all of governments, all of civil society, we got together, consultations were actually held for this one issue. And uh, we have a very good plan that has been drafted and it has been through the Solicitor General's office. It has to go through Cabinet. And uh, we were hoping that it would be launched this month. So that is a national action plan. It's very comprehensive. It has involved a lot of people, a lot of civil society, a lot of government ministries and so on. But it does you know, require a lot of uh, funding to be able to do that. But, you know, piece by piece, we can do that if we put that into action, you know, um, uh, targeting schools, you know, young people, young boys and girls targeting schools, targeting the traditional settings, the religious setting, uh, hospitals, you know, health services and so on. If we went through that, then I think, and police and so on, we will get somewhere with that. But we are waiting on the new government 